0: Hey fellow brain pickers, this is episode 109 of the Can I Pick Your Brain show and I am so excited for you guys to listen to this one. This was one of my favorite episodes. Um, I picked the brains of John Rulin, who is the master of the art of giving gifts Um, and he basically talked about how incredible the return on investment is when you give gifts and how you can build deep, long-lasting relationships and here's what's really cool by the way he actually bought we you'll find out how he bought out a whole brooks brothers store worth seven thousand dollars worth of clothing to give as a gift to a mentor of his you'll also find out um what it what are really bad gifts uh, and what are really great gifts and how to become memorable and stand out and get unlimited amount or referrals for your business. You gotta check out the show, I'm really excited for you. And guys, don't forget to subscribe if you're listening to this on iTunes. Please, please hit that subscribe button. It really helps me to rank higher on iTunes, which means that more people listen and it's the, it's the only thing I ask of you. It's a free show and if you could just hit the subscribe button, you'll be doing me a massive favor. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hey, fellow brain pickers, and welcome to episode 109 of Can I Pick Your Brain my guest today went from being an Ohio farm boy to becoming the greatest seller in Cutco's 68 year history out of 1.5 million other reps and distributors. How? By mastering the art of giving gifts. John Rulin is the author of the transformational book titled Giftology The Art and Science of Using Gifts to Cut Through the Noise, Increase Referrals, and Strengthen Retention. He is the founder of The Ruling Group, a gift strategy and logistics company with an impressive list of clients, including Morgan Stanley, Caesars Palace, Wells Fargo, and the Miami Dolphins, to name a few. He is a highly sought after speaker and has been featured in top publications such as Forbes, Inc. and Entrepreneur. In order to help introduce him, I've put together a short rap. Here goes. If you want to make a big shift, it's all about giving the perfect gift. You catch my drift? Cut through the noise, separate the men from the boys. It's not rocket science or astrology. You don't need smart technology. Understand basic human psychology and tap into the power of giftology. Gift-giving, that's his thing. It's how he went from shoestring to sales king. So without further ado, I welcome to you, the man whose gifts get people drooling. He's the one and only John Rulin! John, welcome to the show, and thanks for letting pick your brain. I...
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Dude, I mean... I don't even, I wanted to start beatboxing there. I wanted to like, I wanted to enter you into like, you know, the next host of Jeopardy. Like, did your voice and everything is, wow. I've been on a lot of podcasts, but this is going to be a blast.
0: So exciting. So, by the way, um, I'm going to be putting in some hip hop music, background music to that and I'll send it to you afterwards. So, you know, just to add a little bit of I will use it. it. Yeah. I,
1: I will send it off to at least my mom or somebody. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> you, that's awesome. Thank you for, uh, yeah, making me welcome. Listen, feel welcome. you very, very welcome.
0: I got to do something different. You know, there's so many podcasts out there and everyone's kind of doing the same thing and you, you know, how many podcast shows have you been on, John? You've probably been on like dozens right 60, 60 right yeah. so you've been on 60 shows and and you, you know you're getting intro, and it's the same old thing it's like oh here we go again so i kind of want to just do something look this is completely out of my comfort zone i'm always shaking like a leaf when i'm doing it i shouldn't be doing it uh, i'm a jewish white boy living in israel but you know what <laughs> i figured i figured to hell with it i've got to do something different to stand out and so that's my thing like nobody else is rapping in their intro and so if you're going to remember one thing, it will be that. And so, you know, that's why yeah. I do it.
1: No, it's a, the only other person I know that's a speaker that raps is, uh, have you had uh, Hal Elrod on the show? Do you know no, your pal,
0: Hal? I know, I know him, but I didn't know he rapped. He's also a white boy.
1: Oh, oh, he's very white. Um, he, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, pro, yeah, but he was, he was a, his little handle was Yo Pal How. He was a DJ, oh. um, back when he was like 16 years old at the radio station. And that's what he went by, Yo Pal How. And so he's a rapper, a really good one. And hmm. there's another guy who were part of our inner circle, uh, called Brother James, who's an incredible musician, mm-hmm. who is an incredible positive rapper. And so when those guys get together at a conference or an event, man, it's, uh. Dude, the three of you guys would be would create some magic. Very cool, uh, no doubt.
0: So, John, what what gift did you bring for me today? Um, dude, I brought my A game. <laughs> you brought, brought yeah, my, boom, A game. I like that. That's good. That's I brought, good.
1: I brought, I, I, you brought my full attention. I'm in the professional <laughs> studio, dude. I'm ready to rock and roll. You know, d- d- rock and roll, and douse your, your tribe with some good uh, some good wisdom.
0: All right, really cool. So, I want to get into why giving gifts is so important and how it really can increase a business's bottom line. But before we do, let's—I want my listeners to get to know you a bit better. Like, what was it like growing up, John? Yeah,
1: well, I would say that um, most people expect me to be from a cool place, you know, like London or Israel or New York City or LA. But I—I <laughs> I grew up in the Midwest, uh, in Ohio. So, any Ohio listeners, you know, I'm a Buckeye. Um, and I grew up on a farm. Uh, every morning before I went to school, there was, I had five siblings. So there were six kids. We had 45 acres. Wow. Um, 45 I, acres? I, yeah, 45 acres. And we had a one-acre garden that we ate off of. And we had trees that we cut down and wow. split into firewood. We heated our whole house with oh. wood. And I mil- I milked goats No, uh, <laughs> before school every morning. It's about the sexiest, coolest thing on the planet. Yeah. So. Wh- where's your accent, though?
0: Where's your southern uh,
1: I don't I mean, Ohio is actually if you look at newscasters in the U.S., they will look for people from Ohio because they they don't have technically Uh, an accent. They're like the you know, they're not Minnesota where you have the Minnesota, you know, like close to Canada accent. They're not from the South. So there's no Mm -hmm. y'all. They're not from the you know, we're not from the West Coast using dude and those kind of words. And we're not from the East Coast with that, you know, kind of Jersey (laughs) accent. So we're Ohio is like the perfect blend of of uh, newscasters so yeah no accent
0: very cool and it all started with a knife right like how did you this is how you got into the whole gift giving thing right yeah it was on
1: accident and basically every way possible i was desperate was going to school to make mom happy to be a doctor And uh, because I got good grades in school, I got straight A's and was an overachiever. And Mm -hmm. uh, to pay for school, I was going to go sell knives like my other buddies that were not salespeople, but they were succeeding at it. They were going to go work with Cutco, which is I I find out later they have one of the best training sales training programs on the planet, especially for young people. And, but I was in there just really to make money to pay for school cause I didn't want to go into debt. And so I remember I was pitching my girlfriend's dad, um, who was an attorney, but he was like a deal maker. Like he was a referral machine. Like every deal in town came his way. And mm-hmm. he was also the most generous person, always giving gifts away, no strings attached. So I thought maybe Paul will give away, you know, Christmas gifts to his clients and uh, pocket knives was what I was pitching because uh, they're all men and he changed my life when he was like john i'd love to order some knives from you um now mind you he would already ordered a set for himself and his three daughters that were unmarried so he spent like three grand on knives before i even made this pitch wow so for him <laughs> to say yes again was like it just shows you the level of generosity of this guy and uh, i mean he was a big supporter right from the start but he was like what about the the pairing knives could i order some of those and engrave those and i'm like paul you want to order kitchen items for like CEOs, men of like these big insurance and whatever technology mm. companies. And uh, yeah, you, builders, might, you, might, it, you might send
0: the wrong message sending someone a knife for crying out
1: loud. Yeah, right? yeah it's, it's weird. <laughs> it's like, very, why? Yeah. And uh, he said, well, the, in 35 years of doing business, the reason I have more deals than I could ever imagine is I found that, that if you take care of the entire family in business and appreciate them, everything else in business seems to take care of itself. Mm. So very simple concept, not rocket science, but for me, it was, it was like this lightning bolt moment. And I started to learn that everybody would maybe talk about this, like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, relationships are most important asset, but most leaders suck at actually doing that and showing it consistently Mm -hmm. and so I started to as a college kid I would invest $200 in a carving set and I would engrave the CEO's name his wife's name and then their family name and I'd put a little handwritten note inside that said carve out five minutes for me I promise it'll be worth your time Mm. and I'd send it off to like a $200 million company and I would two weeks later get a the assistant calling back and saying, you know, so Mr. Smith would like to meet with you. And so I'd walk into this huge boardroom. I'm 21 at the time. He's like 55, 60 <laughs> years old, expecting like this seasoned sales executive. And I walk in like green as all could be. And, and you could tell like he's bewildered. Like, why what are you here for? And uh, (laughs) you like, is this a joke? Um, And uh, are you here to sell me knives? Like, was really what came out of his mouth. And I'm like, no, I'm actually here to help you and your 1,000 sales reps do the exact same thing that I did to you to your top 10,000 relationships and prospects. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. Hold on. So I want to stop you. I thought the reason why you're doing this is because you want to sell as many knives as you can so you can get a bigger commission, right? I mean, that's part of it. Okay but part nobody
1: wants to buy knives. It's like people don't buy a drill. they want to buy a hole um, okay. and so for us, it wasn't I realized very quickly if you called the CEO of a company or a VP of sales and said, "Hey, I want to sell you a bunch of knives. you need to appreciate your people they would they'd hang up on <laughs> you but yeah. but you know they'd give two rips about your you know, your <laughs> knives. but if you showed them through practice and experiential learning hey i why do you think I'm sitting here in this boardroom? It's because what I do works Oh and wow, that's so showing, interesting. Yeah. So showing radical generosity and gratitude to your most important relationships is one of the the highest returns on investment that you could do because most people do it horribly wrong and they suck at it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to show you how to do it right and take care of your clients and your prospects and turn your your clients into your best salespeople. And here's how we do that. The knife happens to be the delivery vehicle. So I'd walk out of those meetings with POs for hundreds or thousands of knives, not because I was the best salesperson, because I'm actually an introvert, but Mm-hmm. They they couldn't deny the fact that what they were doing um, to build relationships was horribly wrong when I mo- when this 21 or 22-year-old modeled the practice of you know how to do it right. And Incredible. so, yeah, we became the top distributor in like 70 years out of a million and a half people that had come before us because we were using the knives as the delivery vehicle to to show gratitude and actually drive a business result. Most people give gifts because they feel obligated or guilty. They don't do it as like a business metric, like I'm going to change my business with gratitude. But everybody says relationships are their most valuable asset. And so there's a major disconnect. And so we we get to be like the little conduit that says, if you say this and do this, like that's wrong. If you say this and, sh- and do this, you're going to have more deals than you could possibly imagine. So you weren't um, selling
0: them knives. You were selling them sales training.
1: Sales and marketing training. Yeah, I was selling them how to build how to build relationships, which is really what sales is and marketing is. And, and even internally, like people say, why why do you never lose employees? And I'm like, because I, my first customer is my employee. If I don't treat my <laughs> employees better than most people treat their best clients, then I won't keep good employees. And so right. we do crazy things like Pay to have their houses cleaned every other week. Really? Um, to make their because all of our employees work remotely, mm-hmm. and we make their life easier. And it costs us two grand an employee per year, but we have more loyalty and employees that don't need to be micromanaged because. We, we actually ask ourselves the own question of how do we make their life easier, better? How do they make their, their marriages better? How do we make their kids' lives easier? And one of the things that they would never do for themselves is pay to have their houses clean. They just take the cash and go mm-hmm. pay down bills or whatever else. And so we take that decision-making out of there um, and model the own best practice with our own employees. And People are like, oh, I can't keep good employees. I'm like, well, it's because you suck at, you know, like most people leave not because of money. They leave because of lack of appreciation or empowerment or gratitude or mm-hmm. um, there's like five other reasons that they leave, not just money. Money's on the list, but it's like middle of the road um, and we don't pay them like, you know, shekels like we pay them well, but we're, they're not the highest paid people. We But we look to invest in them and pour into them in ways that other companies think is frivolous. And because mm-hmm. of that, we... I mean, when I spoke at Google, they were like, like literally the employees were like, are you hiring? Is ruling group hiring? And, you know, Google (laughs) gives them three meals a day that are gourmet, like, you know, like crazy, but Google's not paying
0: to have their houses cleaned. Um, And so... But that's so interesting. Can we talk about that for a second? Because if someone's working for Google and they're getting paid more money than you would give them as an employee, why would they want to move just because you give them Gifts or perks or whatever you want to call it, like surely money is more—I don't know—enticing, no?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I think that at the end of the day, if you have enough money to pay your bills and to put some away and and to live the life that you want to live, Mm -hmm. most people are, you know, struggling. I mean, you look at like Simon Sinek's blown up over the last ten years. Yes, you know, start with why people struggle with purpose. And if you are able, if they're able to tie into a purpose and feel empowered and appreciated and treated like a human being and not a number, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that that goes a long way of how you feel going into it. You know, it's like most people make decisions even in business of who they do business with. You know, they, just they basically make the, the decision based on emotion, how they feel about the person, and then they yeah. justify logically with numbers and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And I think in business relationships, you see a lot of people leaving to go to another company, even for a pay cut, just because they hate they hate their life going. <laughs> and I'm right. not saying like, Google is actually pretty good at appreciating their people. I mean, Silicon Valley is notorious for being competitive, and and they have to do those things because everybody's offering it. Mm-hmm. But my challenge is, is that there's there still are ways. You know, the handwritten note and acknowledgement from your manager. Most people leave their jobs if they have a bad relationship and a lack of gratitude and appreciation from their manager, their direct report, Mm -hmm.
0: no matter how much they're being paid. It's interesting because we're talking about staff, but like, let's get to, to clients for a second. I see a lot of companies who, and I've done this myself in, in one of my companies with referrals, is I try to pay them. You know, I, I was once offering, it, it, I have a, a business in the UK, we offered 100 pounds for every client that you refer that signs up. And you know what? Nobody like, really grabbed it. And I thought, well, 100 pounds is a decent amount per client. If you give us 10 clients, that's 1,000 pounds. But they weren't, yep. they weren't grabbing it. And then I even tried, okay, well, we'll give you a year's free service. And I thought that's for sure going to do it, right? A year's free service. But they're not like grabbing it, right?
1: No. Why? No. Well, we actually teach people not to give gifts after referrals. And the reason is especially the higher up the food chain you go, like the person feels guilty that they're referring business for money if that's Uh why they're doing it. And secondly, like the reason they're referring business is because they're so blown away by you and they're inspired to go act on your behalf and they want to look good to their friends Mm. by exposing them to this great idea, concept service program, whatever. And so it actually, like every, nobody wants to be treated like a transaction relationship. Like nobody says, I really like transactional relationships, but that when you give a gift or a money or whatever else, because of the referral, you've just basically said, this is how, I'm, you send me a million dollar client in the, in the advi- financial advisor world, and I'm going to send you a Starbucks gift card for 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, really? I send you my million dollar friend who's going to be a <laughs> great client for the next 10 years, and you send me 50 bucks? Like, that's really, is that an equal exchange? Right, right. But if I send you a gift just because of the relationship, and I love on you, and I take care of you as a financial advisor, or whatever the product is... Uh-huh. And make you just just douse you with love. They're inside of us. You know, Cialdini talks about the the power of reciprocity, it's in all of our DNA. And if you love on somebody and serve them really, really well and send them the gift ahead of time, guess what? They're inspired to go do go refer business because they want to act on your behalf because you've loved on them so much and took care of them so well they can't help but want to go refer you business. Mm-hmm. But you give the gift after the referral and it feels very like tit for tat, very tacky, very yeah. transactional. And most people it devalues the referral.
0: Right. It doesn't and they, f- they add feel like they're being it. they feel like they're being bought, right? And it feels like yeah. awkward and weird. Yeah, I get yep. that. I get that. But so how do you time it then? Because yeah, it's also weird like imagine if you just met someone at a networking event and you thought oh this guy has a great network to tap into I'll send him a gift and then it's like he receives a gift from some guy he just met it's almost like like that's almost sleazy it's like going out with a girl and then sending her a bunch of roses but <laughs> you just met like oh what are you doing you know so how do you yeah. time that how do you time that right
1: I don't like networking events in general, Um, but if I, (laughs) but if I'm going to go to a conference or an event where I'm going to spend some intimate time or I'm going to go to coffee or dinner or something, you know, like say I get referred to somebody and they give me 30 minutes of their time or an hour of their time to chat. That's the, the time that they gave me is an asset that they will never get back. It's, Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, for any amount of money, like that 30 minutes, like and for them, it might be worth $100, $1,000, $10,000. Like you start going up the food chain, like it could be worth, you know, for a Gary Vaynerchuk or whoever, it's worth hundred grand for a yep. keynote. Um, and so when I meet somebody and I'm getting good focused one-on-one time with them, it could be 30 minutes, five minutes, two hours. I send them a gift after that if I enjoyed the conversation and I want to continue the the. Um, the relationship building, I will send them a gift and it might be a $100 to $500 gift really? to acknowledge that, that they gave me their time. And they invested in me an asset that I, that I can't buy. And I would like to acknowledge their time because I think that's the most underappreciated. Most people are like, oh, I'll give the gift when I get the deal. I'll give the gift when I you know, get the referral. And they've completely missed the opportunity to acknowledge people for their most valuable thing, which is their mm. time. And if yeah. you acknowledge that, And oftentimes I send gifts to people that nothing happens and I don't even know why I sent it to them other than they gave me their time. And it took a decade before that person became relevant and all of a sudden they're at a different company or they started a new business or they wrote a book that they featured me in or any Mm -hmm. number of things. Uh, But that's the beauty of not keeping score and just knowing that when you plant good seeds, like whether you believe in God or faith or whatever else, like the world's wired a certain way when you Mm -hmm. plant good seeds, like it, we're wired to receive back uh, significantly more than what we give. But most people don't give the opportunity time. And we put stringents and and we attach strings to it and we try to manipulate. And we wonder why we don't have the robust, robust network mm-hmm. that we want. It's because we've tried to take shortcuts and we completely ruin the generosity that we're actually leveraging.
0: Right. And it, of course, sets you apart because, you know, if I refer you business, I, I almost expect... Well, I don't necessarily expect it, but if I get something, like it's not unique, like that's normal, nope. right? But if you, if you, if you send me a gift out of the blue, like I'm just, what, why, why did this guy send me a gift? Like, that's so interesting. And so now you, you stand out. I'm going to ask you a, yep. de- a deeper question here. Um, For sure. Do you think like when you give gifts, are you doing it because you genuinely, genuinely want to give the gift or are you playing the game? And, and it's a tough question because we're all humans and we all kind yeah. of we're looking to, you know, to feed ourselves and, and you know, like, come on, <laughs> let, our we're, we're, we're yeah. looking to take care of ourselves. So when you're giving the gift, are you giving it because if essentially you really do want something back or is it just purely I'm giving a gift, I want to give a gift?
1: I think uh, it's both and. So I give a gift with the hope that it will come back in some way, shape or form, whether it's them or them in telling somebody or mm-hmm. and it might be now or it might be 20 years from now. So I think the distance and the no strings attached, like I'm hopeful that it will impact them and that'll deepen the relationship. But I don't know what that's going to turn into. Uh, but I also, my love language, if you've read the book, The Five Love Languages, my, mm. my love language is not gifts. It's actually words of affirmation. So when I give a gift to somebody, and as an introvert, like this, like, I, I, I'm not the life of the party. But when I send out gifts to people, guess what happens? I get words of affirmation back. So it feeds my soul. Mm-hmm. So whether they do business or not, if they love the gift and their spouse loved the gift and their assistant loved the gift, like I got fed just from that part. Mm-hmm. And I also do love playing the game and planting seeds and doing radical, sending people saunas and goofy stuff like that. Saunas? And just seeing, <laughs> yeah, just seeing, and seeing what's going to happen because I love playing the game of business, but I'm, I, I'm playing on a longer time frame so I don't have to keep track and say, well, I invested $1,000. I better get a return tomorrow on that. I know. I planted enough good seeds. My funnel is filled mm-hmm. with people that I've built. I've been doing this for 17 years. Um, hmm. And so I would say both and. I love it, but I also yeah, I, I'm in business to make a profit. Like I'm a, I'm a capitalist, but I would, you know, I would, I would, uh, I would put the word conscious in front of that. Like I, you're a conscious I, capitalist. I do get, yeah. you know, So the conscious capitalism movement, I'm speaking at that in Austin, uh, huh. next month, which is kind of a bucket list item. And, um, but from a faith perspective, like I feel like, you know, um, you know, from a, my faith teaches me you're supposed to to pour into people and that you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a Christian, that's what I believe. And so, so I, so it, it, I believe it at a core level, but I also believe those, those biblical principles, whether you believe them or not, they're, they work in the business world. And so, um, yeah. that's the game I, I enjoy playing.
0: Cool. You mentioned a sauna by the way which I was like almost falling off my chair when you said that like a sauna for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah you know what what what's like the average gift first of all let's start with this like what's what's the craziest gift besides for the sauna like what's the craziest gifts that you've you've given um i mean the the uh our mutual friend Cameron
1: Harold, yeah. who's one of the top business coaches, you know, executives, authors in the planet, mm-hmm. um, you know, wrote Double Double and Meeting Suck. All those. I, I I met him ten years ago before he had a book, but but he was running. You know, I ran as COO of a number of couple hundred million dollar companies. Yeah. I um, the short version of that story is I found out he was coming to my city, was going to be speaking. Loved Brooks Brothers. And I uh, wasn't going to have time to go shopping for it. So I went into Brooks Brothers, found out what his sizes were, and bought the entire fall collection. Sorry? Um, of, of, yeah, <laughs> I bought every every piece of clothing uh, that Brooks Brothers made in every color in the seven. worth of clothes, which I bought, like my business partner thought I was insane and he wanted to like, he basically said, if this doesn't work, it's coming out of your draw because that's, (laughs) that's bonkers. (laughs) so we, uh, we then out went to the Ritz and we outfitted his hotel room to look like a Brooks Brothers store so he could shop and buy, get whatever he wanted. And so, uh, Cameron, the reason Cameron mentions us from stage and in books and every client is it referred us to every client that he has is because of that act of generosity with no strings attached like it melted his face off and how much was that um, worth um here the interesting part is that uh, Cameron came back to me and said John the the personalization and the way you made me feel and the act of what you did was the gift I can't let you buy the clothes as well so one of two things are going to happen either I'm going to I can only take so many pieces home because like I couldn't take, I'd have to get like 10 suitcases to get it all home. (laughs) So I picked out the pieces I wanted. So I'm either going to write you a check for what they cost or I'm going to guess and add 50% and send you that check because I can't let you buy all of that as well. So the entire experience cost me nothing.
0: Really? So he he didn't buy the $7,000. He didn't, right. You you put it on the line, but he ended up basically picking the best things he wanted and then you gave it back to the store.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You took it back to the store. So it was like I think it was he had picked out like two grand worth of clothes. Right. Um, maybe twenty five hundred bucks. Wow. Um,
0: but yeah, the it was the
1: ballsiness of of just being bold and That's courageous insane. and saying like I want I want to communicate to this guy that he's different and um and that I, I want to build a relationship, not just a client relationship. I wanted him to be a mentor, a friend, an advocate. Uh, wow. I, I was building the relationship for the long haul. And basically, it's kind of like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about like being an attention broker, like I'm willing to invest heavily on the front end to show people that we are radically different, mm-hmm. um, that we don't just talk it like we walk this every day and not that we're perfect at it. Sometimes we suck at it or we mess up. But but in general, you know, when we have the opportunity to wow a relationship, um, you know, I, that I couldn't have gotten his attention, you know, with yeah. $10 million in advertising, like it... Yeah. Uh, it it was a no brainer in my mind. My business partner had to be sold on the idea for a while, but um, yeah you know, it's interesting
0: you say that by the way, the fact that you just mentioned you couldn't have you couldn't have got his attention better with ten million dollars of advertising, and I really like that because that just goes to show like people spend so much money on advertising, but these gifts that you're talking about and you know even the seven thousand dollars in total, even if he wouldn't have paid you for it. Like, Still 7, 000, yeah, 7,000 bucks in advertising, you know, what does it do, right? Whereas here, the guy's remembered you for life. And I could tell you that as a, as a close friend of Cameron's, and he's actually an advisor to, to my company, he mentions you all the freaking time. So, like, you, you're literally <laughs> like, no, I'm serious. Like, So, I can't even imagine, like, how many, uh, how many more people he speaks to about you. And so, I don't know if you've got a figure that you can pull out of your head of how much the relationship has been worth. Uh, but oh, I can Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's in the, it's high six, low seven figures. I mean, it's, that's insane. I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be wow. writing and speaking at the level that I'm doing and and landing this. You know, like our keynote fee now is twenty five grand. Wow. Like you know, like uh, wow. fourteen months ago, that was it was five grand. Wow. Um, so, but the stages he's helped me get on, the endorsements, the confidence, the pouring into, the advice, the Amazing. you know, like all of that just, I mean, makes a massive difference. And I mean, you know, Cameron's not the only guy, like I have guys like Matthew Kelly and, and other guys that have been in my corner, but Cameron's at the top of the list, man. I mean, he's, Mm. he's been a huge advocate and, you know, I mean, I advocate obviously for him too. Like I'm a walking, talking billboard for Cameron Harold, no matter where I go. Um, so hopefully he, he feels like the uh, like I'm reciprocating. Yeah. I'm not a taker. Uh, I've I tried to outgive him and everybody else that's in my network, and mm. sometimes I succeed and sometimes I don't. But um, by the way, I just yeah. want
0: to throw a caveat on this as well. For those of you listening, right? You know, don't think that every single guy that you're gonna woo, every single girl you're gonna woo with a cool gift is gonna then become your biggest advocate. It's just not gonna happen. Some people, Nope. they just don't. They just don't. But but you know what? The the ten percent that do. Oh my God! That you know, it makes it all worth it, right?
1: Thousand percent. That that's the other thing is you don't need. I mean, Ferris talks about it. Like you need, you know, start with a hundred true fans and get to a thousand true yeah. fans. Like you don't need a million people, but right. you get a hundred Cameron Heralds in your corner. Holy cow! Like, holy, <laughs> you're cow.
0: made. You're made for life.
1: You're made for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's massive, and so. And I, you know what, I, I mean,
0: I, what? What I really liked about this story specifically as well is you didn't just go and buy him a, a random gift. Like, you found out that he's uh, that he loves bro- Brooks Brothers and you didn't just go and buy him one shirt. You went completely, <laughs> you, you freaking went and bought the whole bloody store. And by the way, I, I'm just interested, when you walked into the store and the sales lady said, you know, how can I help you, sir? Well, I'd like to buy your whole collection. What was <laughs> the reaction, what was the reaction, you know? like. They- it, they were free. They, they laughed.
1: It really? They ju-jitsu. thought you were joking. Like, they, they started laughing that that was a joke. Right. And I'm, and I'm like sweating bullets. Like literally like, for a few, I'm like sweating like blood. Cause I'm like, I'm so nervous. And then I was praying that the credit card would actually go through with the charge. And then I'm like, will the Ritz even allow us to do this. Like there was all these hurdles. I was like, right. you know, like, you know, like I, they looked at me like I was insane, and then I mean, it took them like an hour to get everything gathered up oh and on carts, and then, right, it filled it filled my whole suburban was filled with clothes.
0: <laughs> like oh, I mean, it was just it was uh Can, walk, walk, it was bonkers. Walk us, walk us through cameron's reaction i'm I, I gotta when he walked into the into his room <laughs> hotel room what, what was the reaction i mean
1: like, he was well first off he when he landed it was one of those travel days that he had where like flights were delayed and, no. and missed connections it was like a travel right. day from you know just just horrible and you could tell like he was trying to with text message kind of get out of going to the dinner and the ball game because i like amazing seats to the Cavs game and, and we're going to go to steak dinner and those are things that everybody does in business and they don't yeah. realize like when you do that a hundred times a year like you don't care about
0: mm-hmm. another
1: dinner and a ball game like you just want to go to bed Yeah, and so like he walked into the lobby was just <laughs> like You know, like sunken in, no Hmm. expression. You tell, like, he just, like, why did I ever agree to this stupid dinner at a ball game? But when he came down 30 minutes later, because I told him, go take a shower, come back down whenever you're ready. Mm -hmm. He came down and he was like, he was floating. He was glowing. He was like. Amazing. He's like, I thought when I traveled to Dubai and the Four Seasons remembered my name and had a bottle of water waiting for me when I went out for a run, (laughs) I thought that was like the best customer service experience. (laughs) He's like, I've texted pictures to people, to authors. I'm changing my quotes for other books. He said, whatever you want to talk about for as long as you freaking want to talk about it, I am all ears. He's like, I've never had anybody come close to treating me the way that you're treating me. And that was the foot that our conversation, our evening, our relationship got started on we never went to the basketball game because it was too late we just went to we ended up grabbing sushi at a place and talked for hours and wow and uh i followed up with some more gifts after that for um for some of his inner circle and and uh you know the rest is history
0: you must have one really happy marriage john that <laughs> 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 kind of like your wife must worship uh, you it's like <laughs> uh, no, I, I married the wife i married the wife
1: she knows, <laughs> But here's the interesting thing yeah I, I have a good marriage but my wife is the one that can call me on my BS. Uh, And she's uh. also the one that knows all of my tricks and trades. (laughs) So like, you know, imagine being the gift guy at home, like with your wife, you're like, you know, anything that would blow other people away. She's like, John, come on. I I know you, (laughs) I know what you're doing. Like, so she's able to keep me humble and, Mm -hmm. um, is able to love on me, but also keep me honest. And, um, it, and so like she's she's the one that she's the yin to my yang like i'm the crazy big guy, picture <laughs> idea she keeps me grounded in a significant way but yeah. you know yeah I've, less, no I've, been,
0: I've been married for 10 years now and i could tell you john i've never managed to get the whole gift thing i've tried so many times and every time she's like yeah it's nice and i'm like oh crap i failed again <laughs> yeah. i can't get it right i just can't get it right so, so now I just tell her, here's a credit card, like, you know, take the credit card, go, go, go buy something. Because there's no, it's no point anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, dude, I, I, I think, you know, I don't, I don't say this often
1: to people, but because it, it, gifting your spouse is the most difficult person, client, person, you know, like, yeah. they should be your number one client. They should be your number one customer, which I learned from another mentor of mine, like, treat her like you're, like, any meeting, anything, like, she comes first. And, um... I will say that uh, the what's interesting about giftology, the book, is I've had people from Vietnam and crazy places reach out and say, uh, and this shocked me. They're like, I've started to employ these principles in my marriage, and I actually my wife no- hmm. has noticed a difference and is blown away, and my marriage oh. is better as a result of it. Wow! Which to me, I thought it was just a business book, but the principles of building relationships, whether it's family or you know, like business, like people are people. And I didn't really think people would start to apply it to their marriages, but it has. And I've seen people like, you know, blow away their wife or their husband as a direct result of doing the same things that we're teaching in the business world. It is more difficult. It is more like when somebody knows you that well. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, dude, you, you're, I think we can save you. I think we can help you. And uh, I th- think, you know, we could consult on a couple calls and I'll give you a couple <laughs> pointers and you might be able to take it and run with it. And your wife will be like what has changed in you, Daniel? Like, this is right. the first time I've not said this is fine. Like,
0: this is amazing. Like, right. what happened? So um, did, you, did you work out the science yet? In other words, let's break it down for a second here. How do you figure out what to buy someone like you hit the nail on the head with Cameron like it was like what? boom right how do you how do you do that you know And, and by the way this for those listening I just want to say this applies to anyone I don't care if you're the janitor or if you're the CEO right if you're an employee um getting a promotion man you know just giving your boss finding out what your boss likes or what his wife or kids love and sending them something like Dude, you're up. You're up for promotion pretty soon, right? There's so many, right? Yeah, my right way without expectation. Right. I think that uh,
1: I mean, I had one of the guys that we're thinking about hiring for VP of sales um, found out that my business partner's wife was, was had celiac disease, and um, they they were adopting um, a little girl, and they were having some issues with the adoption process, and and she had to go to the emergency room and whatever else, and had a couple pizzas delivered to. Uh, to the house that were like gluten-free. Oh and my goodness, that's You want to talk about like wow g- her her going through the roof and he's like, I'm just applying giftology principles and, and my business partner, Rod, was just laughing. He's like, he gets it <laughs> and he gets it at, yeah. at spades because a lot of it is paying attention to the details and actually, you know, everybody says they're listening, but are you really listening? Mm-hmm. And I found out just from a two-second conversation with Cameron that he was a huge Brooks Brothers fan just because I asked the extra follow-up question. But I think in most relationships, like we're so self-focused on ourselves and what we like. So like if we like steak, we take everybody out to steak dinners, not realizing like our customers are on a diet or they love fish or that what restaurant do they love. And when we give gifts, we make it all about us with our colors. And we're like, do they really Mm -hmm. care about our colors or would they rather have the gift in their colors? They own the company. Mm They make it all about them. And I think our, our spouse is the same thing. Like they drop hints. Or at least they post them on Pinterest or whatever else. Or they, you know, you follow them on, you know, follow your own Instagram. spouse on Facebook yeah. and Twitter and and, uh, Instagram. and Instagram or listen to the phone conversation as you're like zoning out in the car when they're ta- She's uh-huh. talking to her girlfriend. <laughs> like people <laughs> drop hints all the freaking time and then if you would take it and do it and and go ask yourself what's the most i can do most guys are like what's the least i can get away with here and still like give her a good gift Mm -hmm. and you should be saying like what you know if i push the envelope what could i actually figure out a way to afford whether it's jewelry or like when i do stuff for like my wife loves lululemon and athleta like the you know the yoga Mm -hmm wear and i knew she never gets to try anything on cuz she has little kids with her so i bought i did kind of the Cameron Harold thing i bought like 3000 dollars worth of yoga wear wow all in her sizes and then laid it out in our in a, our, uh, our guest room and said hey babe you can try on and keep it all or try it on and keep none of it but like here's things i i loved and it's the, amazing. The, the lady loved and um and you don't have to worry about i'll watch the girls and take your time and try it on as long as you want and yep. wow. you know same kind of experience of like uh, now I don't not every gift I give my wife is like a home run like that but mm-hmm. but I can say that all of our spouses are dropping hints just by how they live. And if you apply the principles in the book and make it all about them, you personalize it, you go to the max. Um, and I'm not saying like go in stupid debt so you can buy a gift for your wife or your husband, but mm-hmm. I do think that most people hold back and they say, "Well, what, have, what did they get me?" And well, let's um, talk about that for a second,
0: John, because I feel like there, there are people listening to this that might say, "You know what, John's made it. John's made his money. You know, he, he, he you know, he's obviously made a lot of money here, throwing down, you know, eight thousand G's and seven thousand six, you know." But, you know, for me, I ain't got that cash to splash, right? So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Well, if you notice, the first gift I sent, I would spend $200 a month um, as a college kid when everybody else was was out, like, drinking themselves to death and buying, like, you
0: know, 5,
1: 24 packs of beer. I was investing in $200 carving sets. So, not every gift has to be, like, thousands of dollars. But what what I will say is that, um, whatever you're gonna do, it's better to do one gift really well for an employee or a client or a prospect than to do a hundred gifts mediocre. And mm-hmm. what most people do is they take how many people they want to try to affect and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I only have a thousand bucks, or oh, I only have a hundred bucks. And they divide a hundred by a hundred, and they're like, I guess I'm gonna spend a dollar a person. And they waste a hundred dollars to actually not only do they waste the money, but that everybody that receives it's like, Really? Like I actually think less of you as a human being and as a business leader based upon this gift. That's what's going through their head. Now they don't write that in the thank you note. Maybe they're polite and say, oh, thank you for the koozie or the stress ball when they see you because they feel awkward not to say anything. But inside, inside, they're like, "Are you like?" They, I literally have CEOs that come up to me and they're like, "We won't do business with this person because they sent me a seven-dollar bottle of wine from Amazon. <laughs> it was the che- and I sent them a sixty-thousand-dollar headhunter fee. Like, that's, right. they were the cheapest cheapest SOBs on the planet. Oh my God. And so, it's better to do nothing at all and to handwrite notes on really nice stationery. Like we spend nine dollars a sheet on steel letterhead uh-huh. because even when I send a handwritten note. Like, that can be way more impactful than a $100 gift if you take the time to write the type of note and mm-hmm. have a really nice paper and a wax seal and,
0: and wow. really do things up. Wax like, our seal. business
1: cards, we spend $3 on. And I did that when I was 20. I started that when I was 26 years old, and everybody thought I was insane All to right. spend 3 hours on a business card. But a $3 business card freaks people out more than a $300 gift because people are like, I've never seen a business card like that well, before. Well, what did it look like? So. It was made out of steel. It was it was a perfect square. It was like it had you know a, kind of a cool design cut mm. into it, and um, wow. you know, it was it was like you know it, it was like handing somebody like an American Express black card, like titanium mm. card. Like people were like, what the frick is this? <laughs> um, and uh, I'm like, and of course, my you know card. what's really
0: cool about that, John, is that everybody you gave it to then showed all their friends, like, look at this business card. And of course, everyone was like, wow, this is a cool business card. And then, like, you basically, it's like, when do you ever go to a networking event, give someone your business card, and then that person goes and gives everybody else that card, like, to look at. Like, nobody, yeah.
1: right? No, no, but that, ours they do. And I've had people like five years later, like, I still have it at home on my nightstand. I feel bad throwing it away. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you have my card next to your like wedding picture beside your bed. Like, that's weird. <laughs> but they don't know what to do with it. They feel bad throwing away a $3 business card. But it comes back to me being an introvert once again. Like, I'm not like the master like joke teller at an event. But when I gave out a $3 business card, people would freak out and I'd give the same card to the janitor or to the assistant or to the CEO. And they would show it a hundred times before they'd get home to their office for the event or the conference, their speaking engagement. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can email somebody five years later and put metal business card in the subject line and they'll remember who I am, what we talked about, oh, wow. where they were. Like it, it, it becomes an anchor. Um, and really that's all the gifts are like all the gifts we do. We don't do consumables like food and wine and whiskey and not because I don't like those things. I do, but you don't know if the other person's going to like them for sure, if it's their favorite brand. And even if you do, that trigger is gone as soon as the bottle's gone or as soon as the food's consumed. So you spend, oh, I only spent $50 on the bottle of whiskey and I'm like, but you spent it for like one week's worth of impression, you know, impressions. I'd rather have something in their hands that costs $3.00. That they're still talking about 10 years later yeah so it's not it's not always spending the most money it's saying like don't be an idiot like think about every impression as if it's like any other part of your business you know like operations and i want something that's going to be around for you know years or decades as an artifact and as a trigger to that relationship and that's how i'm the most top of mind in a lot of these Mm -hmm. situations where people because they're using things every single day in their house and in their office That I've sent them, and subconsciously, like every time they use it, there's an impression in the back of their head of John loves me. John was thinking about me. John cares about me. That's what John. John has an amazing gift business. Like Mm -hmm. we've, it's it's a lot of it's deep psychology that people are like, oh, gifts don't matter, and I'm like, well, they don't matter because you suck at it, (laughs) and you're actually doing the opposite of what you should be doing. But you're right. Stop doing it and go spend your money on something else, unless you're going to do it with some purpose and some intentionality. If you do that
0: look the frick out, like, yeah. game over. Yeah, but why do you think people don't do this? Do you think it's because they're lazy or they're impatient? Because I get people reaching out to me on LinkedIn and Facebook, and it's the same old crap. Oh, hi, Daniel, I see that you run a podcast show. Oh, it's really cool. Um, You know, and I'm just, I'm just like whoa come on man seriously dude and that's then your, that's your a game that's not yeah, your a game. that's, that's your, your a game. lazy game right or i get people yeah. all the time going hey daniel you look like you post some really cool stuff what is it that you do and i'm just like really I, i'm now gonna tell you what like you didn't take you couldn't take five minutes to look at what i do or go to my website or anything like people are really lazy and they don't realize that yeah. there's hundreds of other people trying to do the same thing
1: yeah they're lazy um they're cheap um, I think a lot of it, though, is it comes down to most people are sheep, and so we look around and see what everybody else is doing, and we don't want to be the weird, you know, stinky kid in class that's off in the corner. Like we don't yeah. be the weird kid. Um, so yeah. we play with
0: it. We color I was, inside the lines. I was and the, the kid. I was the kid with the briefcase. I brought a briefcase one day to school, and I got, <laughs> I got the, I got the kick. I got the <clears throat> kicked the, out of me. Let's kick. put the yeah, yeah, <laughs> the kick me sign. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. I mean. But, but to,
1: and I think in general, like women are uh, intuitively way better from an emotional intelligence perspective. Women get this way better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think guys are the worst at it, whether it's in their personal lives or in their business lives, because giving like gifts, it's like telling a guy, telling another guy that he loves that person. We should tell it that all the time, but we feel awkward because nobody's doing it. And it's like, is that a manly thing? Is it manly to send a really nice, well-wrapped gift with a handwritten note and a really thoughtful mm-hmm. gift? Like. Most of the time we delegate that as men and we shouldn't. We don't realize the power of being like we can be a strong, brave, courageous man and we can be thoughtful and kind at the same time. And I think that most people look around and say, well, what everybody else is doing? Oh, they slam their logo as big as possible on it. Oh, Mm -hmm. great. We'll do that. Um, They order a bunch of crap from China. (laughs) And get
0: as many as possible. How much will $10,000 buy? Great. Let's, uh, 10,000 of them, bring them on in. Wait, so you don't advise, one second, John, you don't advise putting a logo on it? Because I would have thought that. Oh, heck no. Really? Never. You want to deface, if you want to deface
1: the item then put your logo on it. Because here's the bottom. Unless you're the Cubs, the Cubs can put the logo on it. Because the question is, does the logo add value to the product or take value away? Does the other person get excited by seeing like get featured or, you know, American Express on the item? No. Like if you're Under Armour and you put like $10 billion into building the brand as a cool brand, then yeah, maybe you can get away with it. But even those guys will oftentimes do tone on tone or some smaller logo because the higher up the food chain you go, most CEOs don't want like crazy loud logos on their stuff if they're gonna wear it. They they mm-hmm. want it to be hidden and classy. And so I, I tell I tell people, would you ever go to a wedding and it, you buy this beautiful Tiffany's vase and, and engrave compliments of John Rulin on the <laughs> Tiffany's vase? You're gonna give to like would that ever would that would your wife ever allow you to do that? Like right. heck no. Right. Then why would you do that in business and call it a gift? Like you're trying to to combine a promotional item mm-hmm. and a gift together and you end up getting neither um so interesting because the other person receives it they're like really they think i'm going to be a billboard for their brand so they say thank you and the next day their wife puts it in the goodwill pile (laughs) um or or it becomes like the the, what they wash their car with or dry their you know like (laughs) in the bottom of their dog kennel like maybe if they're a really good client they'll wear it when they go golfing with you just to make you feel good (laughs) but but the bottom line is nobody wants your branded crap and if because <laughs> ask them like i can give you the branded one or i can give you one with your logo on it and you're right name. which <laughs> one would you choose like 99 out of 100 people if they're honest would say i, I care about my own name i care about my own right. brand like uh if somebody's going to send me something like put ruling group on it and even i don't put ruling group on my own stuff like right. i don't want to be that tacky person that's trying to like i i mean you see like state farm agencies and whatever else they're like Good gosh! Like it's just it just becomes <laughs> nauseating, right. um, and, and nobody wants it now. And now, the, maybe you know if you're if it's the first time you've ever received a corporate gift, and you're like a 19 year old intern, m- maybe you get excited <laughs> about the stress ball. But but in general, like you don't want logos on things unless you're the Cubs or a professional sports team, or you have, you build a brand where people you know like a, a mastermind talks or a cadre. I think that there's some clubs. Like if you went to Harvard, you're proud of the Harvard logo. Right. Like, but that <clears throat> that that the logo added value to the product. Ninety-eight percent of brands out there you know, XYZ accounting firm, like they don't <laughs> give two rips about your accounting firm. Send them something about them with their logo, their name. Make it all about them and their spouse. Don't make so, it about So the you. thing is,
0: John, is I can almost hear people saying, yeah, but John, but how are they going to know who it's from and how are they going to remember me in like in, in a year's time they're going to have it sitting on the desk and they're not even going to remember who it's from. So what's well, the point? I love that
1: question. So yeah. So Daniel, if I send you a rolex oh please do um, <laughs> uh, five, five years from now will Breitling. you remember where it came from oh yeah hell yeah a brightling though but, not a rolex yeah okay so if i send you a brightling yeah, yeah or a rolex either one okay. but if i sent you yeah. a bic pen yeah um, <laughs> six days from now you remember where it came from <laughs>
0: No, because
1: no. you get. I mean, you have hundred big pens and logos right. and whatever else. Like, right. so if you give a a world class gift, whether it's a mug, like somebody I used to make fun of mugs all the time, mm-hmm. and um, like who wants a mug with a logo on it? And oh, it has M and M's in it. Like, who gives a rip? Like, it doesn't make it a better gift. And right. uh, but somebody who is a gift maker, who is this clay potter guy. Um, made me and my wife mugs that were carved into them were our entire life story. It was the most intimate wow. gift anybody's ever given us. And it was like, they're like $400, $500 mugs. Wow. And hand-delivered them. Drove eight and a half hours from, um, from Atlanta to what? St. Louis to hand-deliver these to me. And they had a vase made of, of, oh, of our life together. It was a $1,000 vase and a $1,000 <sighs> one that was every Bible verse that talked about giving or gift gifts <sighs> in the wow. Bible. Ble- like melted my face off. Wow. Guess what? I use that mug out of every drinking device that we have. I use that <laughs> mug every day, That's and amazing. guess what? His logo isn't on it. And I remember, you know, years later, where that mug came from mm-hmm. because it was a world-class gift personalized to me. So you make somebody feel a certain way; they don't forget. You give some generic piece of crap like a frisbee or a polo shirt, <laughs> yeah, throw your logo on it, but 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 you're not doing yourself any favors by doing that because nobody cares. And the fact that you're like. If, if they're not going to remember where it came from, then the gift isn't good enough. So, the, key, the, here, the key
0: here really is intimacy. I think that's the key word, right? The more intimate the gift, the less you need to actually spend dollar value on it. So, if you're nope. smart, nope. if you're creative, then you don't have to spend that much. You just have to get really creative and get really personal and intimate with the person. And they'll remember it. That's amazing. That's really good. Yeah. How, how often should you be giving gifts? Because... I mean, is there a science to that? Do you give it once yeah. a year, or you know? It depends. Um,
1: so so we'll send we'll send out to all of our clients, prospects, interesting people, employees. We'll probably invest three hundred and fifty or sixty thousand dollars this year. Wow! Um, and most people are like, oh, I bet you send a lot around Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I'm like, we've yeah. actually been called the Grinch that wants to. To kill Christmas, <laughs> which as a Christian wanting to kill Christmas is kind of ironic. Yeah. But as a gifting company, like we people, gifting company, or corporate America, and even solopreneurs will hire us to do all their gifting for them. They pick yep. the gift, ship the gift, everything. I don't send one gift, not one between Thanksgiving and Christmas, because it's the yeah. worst, most cluttered time on the planet. And yet Smart. that's when everybody is feeling grateful and <laughs> and generous and, oh right. crap, we made money. We probably <laughs> should say thank you to some people. <laughs> and, and they wonder why nobody sends thank yous. It's because they're regifting the, the fruitcakes and the nuts and chocolate <laughs> and wine because they, their conference tables already collapsed from all the crap <laughs> that's being sent. So we say mm. send gifts year round because appreciation and gratitude is not a once a year. You don't say thank you once a year. You say thank you right. all the time. Mm-hmm. But I would say in general, a rule of thumb is we'll send gifts four times a year to our best relationships. Mm. Um, sometimes that gets dialed up to six times a year, but that's usually not necessary. I want to remain top of mind. I want to love on them. And I pick different times every year. So if one year I do Valentine's Day, the next year I might do St. Patrick's Day. So I'm always rotating. So, there's no obligation. There's no expectation. It's just appreciation. Mm -hmm. And when you do it that way, you stay top of mind. They're like, wow, I didn't do anything. Why are you sending me a gift on April 7th? It's like, (laughs) because I love you. I love working with you. I love the partnership. What about birthdays?
0: So, did you do it on birthday?
1: No. Also, no. Yeah. But everybody else is saying, it's like the Facebook, you know, garage, like, how about you pick up the phone and call right. somebody on some random Tuesday versus wishing them a happy birthday or like the worst is the LinkedIn congrats on your oh anniversary. My God. Yeah. The people you don't even know or remember, like wish it, like hitting the automatic like yeah. if somebody sends a, a really thoughtful paragraph with mm-hmm. that, like, okay, that can work. But mm-hmm. how about you just pick up the phone and call somebody on a random Tuesday
0: to wish them a happy birthday or to see how they're doing versus like the so when here's my argument. Here's my good. argument to that, John. And I'm I'm playing yeah. devil's advocate, of course, because I totally buy into what you're saying. I'm like, wow, I'm sold. But a lot of people will say, sales is a is a numbers game. You got to hit the numbers. As if, if you can hit as many numbers as you can, then then a certain amount is going to stick, right?
1: I, I would say that. Uh, I would say that. Um, you know you have to work hard in any business like no business just like flourishes like with no lack of energy and effort mm-hmm. but i think if you look at um people that people admire like a russell branson or you know yeah. the reason he has 300 companies is because 300 he, he, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's he ridiculous. invests he um he realizes he, he, You have to invest in one person really well and find that one really good person to run that company and then he can get the heck out of the way. Mm -hmm. And so in a sales game, like I could go spend $10 million on advertising or I could be smart and strategic and thoughtful and do one really over the top, blow your mind gift to Cameron Harold and I will beat the person who spent $10 million on advertising. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that. So
1: I I think that, um, yes, there's a place for working hard and numbers do matter. Um, but I think that fair, comes back to Ferris's thing, like you need 10 people and then a hundred people in your corner that love you, that you've spent some time. Now it's a slower build, but, um, you know, and I think that's where people are like, man, where you just came out of nowhere. And I'm like, no, I've been hustling for 17 years. Right. Um, but it's a slower build to do it this way. But if you want something that has sustainability and will last and mm-hmm. has momentum and, you know, can actually have the potential to change parts of the world. Like it doesn't happen with just throwing stuff, a bunch of stuff against the wall. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. I think you got to try things and you're going to make mistakes. And you know, like Cameron's not like, he's not like my, my golden goose. Like I protect Cameron and I do nothing else. Like I try to build, you know, 10 Camerons and then a hundred Camerons. And I think (laughs) over time, like that's a way more effective way to dominate sales and marketing or relationship building. Um, Then to go and try to you know conquer a million people just doesn't work that way Because
0: then you're not you're not competing with anyone at that point because everybody could throw money at Facebook ads and Google ads and Instagram and And whatever else comes out next everyone can do that But when you've got like you said ten Cameron's or a hundred Cameron's you know people who just absolutely love you um, Rooting for you and and sending referrals like you're you're untouchable. No none of your competitors can 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 even touch you at that point, right? Uh, That's incredible you must get a ton of gifts john because you're like traveling the world talking about gifts right you probably get like tons of gifts. your your wife probably is like rolling her eyes honey we got another one of these (laughs) another one of these level yeah at some level it's funny like some
1: days or weeks we get a crap load and other weeks we get nothing and i think i've actually had people even close to me say john like we're actually kind of intimidated and afraid to buy you a gift because we know (laughs) you're going to analyze the crap out of it yeah yeah um and and so i think sometimes people send us gifts and sometimes i'm like Did you even – were we even on the same podcast? Like I'll get somebody that sends me a Starbucks gift card after an interview or something. I'm like, Uh, were we (laughs) on the same planet? Because because I I, I talked about like gift cards being one of the most unthoughtful things that you could possibly give somebody if you want to communicate thought. Um, But there are other times when people – like the mugs. Like that was somebody wanting to just – out of nowhere i didn't have any personal connection to the guy he had you know listened to lewis house and all these different podcasts and read the book and read mm-hmm. the articles and did his homework and put himself out there and now he's a partner of ours like we use him all wow. the time for our clients to do um to do the mugs and the vases That's and stuff so smart. Like, there's nobody else like him on the planet so so yeah we do get a decent Brilliant. amount of gifts and there are times when i'm like ah, <laughs> this person is just, just I can't believe that they thought this was going to work like this is horrible okay. and there's other times where I'm like wow somebody right. is so thoughtful and so amazing and I you know like uh, mad props and respect for what they're for what they mm-hmm. did so
0: so um, so be careful what you're going to answer here John because you know everyone's listening to this what would be the <laughs> idea <laughs> you know what I'm going to ask you right um, what, what would what would be the ideal gift to send you, <laughs>
1: um, well, I, I, that's a great that's a great question. I, I love that question. Um, at some point in time, I want to add enough value to people's lives, and I think Cameron's talked about this that somebody's going to buy me a Tesla. Oh, um, that's wow. my selfish gift that I, mm. I want for myself. But I honestly, the the gift. Like the reason the mugs were so impactful was because the one that was made for my wife made her cry and she was so moved. And so anytime somebody can do a gift and make me look like the hero to my wife and my kids and my inner circle, mm-hmm. um, it, that's, and I talk about that in the book, but it's mm-hmm. true. Like <clears throat> I travel a decent amount. I get a lot of cool things thrown my way. Like people have to spend usually a lot of money to get my attention but to treat my wife as a peer and as a equal to me and to honor her and what and the sacrifices that she's made and what she's done behind the scenes to make me mm-hmm. be successful and take care of my three girls and if somebody wants to do something it would be something to to really go above and beyond for my family versus for me cuz i i mean i get yeah i am not say i don't i don't yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't have a want in the world but in general, like I ha- I'm I'm well taken care of, and yeah. um, I'm pretty content. But I can always use brownie points to take care of my family.
0: Right. You mentioned, by the way, wife and kids. So I actually recently I had someone on my show, uh, and they said that there was this um, woman in in uh, in in America. I, this is somebody I think based in Israel, and they had someone a, a billionaire. Uh, a lady who runs like a you know, billion dollar company and the company is very similar to what they do and they wanted advice from her, right? They weren't comp- competing in any way, but they wanted advice from her. But can you imagine getting in touch with somebody who's running a billion dollar corporation? It's like, nah, it's not gonna, right? You're not gonna yeah. get through. So they did something really smart, right? Um, they found out that her biggest like, passion in her life was her dog. She had a pet dog Mm. and she loved her dog. Everything was about her dog. So what did they do is they basically called up a local uh, pet uh, toy store or whatever it was and they got them to to send a package filled with toys for this puppy with the name engraved on the basket and everything. (laughs) And they actually wrote a handwritten letter to the dog, to the dog, right? And they got it delivered to her office, right? To her, you know, to her um, corporate headquarters. And of course, when they brought this in, she was just like, flawed flawed right of, and course. of course she got on the phone with them and boom they had their conversation so i'm loving it. this is brilliant that's it's, kids it's i mean
1: people's pets are like their kids, kids i talk about yeah. yeah i mean there's that that's so you don't have kids or even if you do have kids like sometimes the pet is is uh is that person in their life that they would do anything for and and um yeah i love those Maybe. stories Those never get old i mean yeah it's it's yeah
0: so this has been awesome, John. Um, so thank you so much. And for those listening, uh, you have got to grab a copy of John's book, where he goes into detail about the science and the art of, of giving gifts. Um, where can it? That's on Amazon, right, uh, John? Yeah, it was,
1: uh, yeah, it's on it's on Amazon and Audible and Kindle. I was gonna gift say on. I have have one other um, yeah. gift. I kind of forgot about that might be helpful for your tribe yeah. if uh, if that's okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead.
1: Um, so a lot of times people when they hear me speak or even if they read the book, they can get overwhelmed. They're like, gosh, this is too many things to think about. Like, yeah, John, can you just tell me like the things that would be sucky gifts? Like, just give me like the yeah. article. Like, tell me the things not to do so I can at least like stay away from those things. So we put together like a simple one pager PDF um, for your tribe that basically is like the 10 worst gifts to avoid giving, whether it's, if you are going to give gifts at the holidays, which I think is s- silly in business now for your kids mm-hmm. and, you know, spouse, you know, I like, g- give gifts like yeah. you can't not give gifts, but, um, but it's the 10 worst gifts. It talks about why Apple is actually a bad gift, why gift cards are a bad gift. Why? Um, so it's not just the items, but it's an explanation. If they go to giftology book, um, all one word giftology book.com slash, Daniel, um, then they can download it for free and and use it however they see fit. But it's kind of like I I I'd like liken it to my you know taking my kids bowling. You have mm-hmm. like the little bumpers to keep going in the gutter, like the the uh, the gutter balls. Like this mm-hmm. will at least give you some parameters of like how not to suck at gifting, and is a cool. good place to at least start. So So that
0: that link is actually going to be in the show notes. Uh, For those of you that want to go over there, head over there. It's www.danielgeffen.com forward slash 109. And there'll also be a link to the book as well, John's book. And also, John, what's the best way my listeners can get in touch with you?
1: Um, I think that, uh, that going to, um, you know, giftologybook.com to check out Mm -hmm. the book and there's a a form there that they can fill out if they want to, you know, whether it's chatting about gifting strategy for their company and outsourcing all their gifting to somebody else or whether it's, um, you know, we're spending a lot of time on stages speaking around the world. Um, all of that info they can, uh, is all linked to, to giftologybook.com
0: brilliant john thank you so much for letting me pick your brain thank you to, for the gift of your time today and thank you to all my fellow brain pickers i'm looking forward to the day when i'll be picking your brain you've been listening to the can i pick your brain podcast inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth so to put these ideas into action head over to danielgeffen.com